Welcome to Style Your Mind, a podcast for women who want to design their thoughts, empower themselves, and build a beautiful life. I'm your host, Carol Alwaleba, best-selling author and master life coach. I am obsessed with women on the edge of change, and I've worked with hundreds of those women all around the world to help them unlock the best version of themselves and fulfill their potential. If you're ready to style your mind and transform your life, then you're in the right place. Let's do this. Hi guys, and welcome back to Style Your Mind. This episode is brought to you by Desiree Rosiski. Des is a life and business coach for amazing, strong, badass women ready to step up and speak up to embrace the moment and own their future. Learn more about her programs and her special deals for Style Your Mind listeners at DesireeW.com slash slay. All right, guys. So I want to start off by saying, please forgive my voice. I've been a little bit under the weather, but I could not possibly miss another day. I missed you guys so much. I feel so disconnected when I'm not doing this podcast a few times a week. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have some tea and jump in. And this is real life, right? We get sick. What are we going to do? So um, I wanted to update you and let you know that I did my book cover shoot yesterday for like She Owns the Place. It was such an incredible experience. Oh my gosh. If you listened to the last two episodes, You know all about how I was preparing for it, what my strategy was, the lessons that I was learning along the way about how to let go and kind of surrender control that's been a big theme for me this year in so many different ways. Yesterday was nothing short of amazing. So I just wanted to let you guys know and update you because I know a lot of you have been asking me. I've been sharing some stuff on social media and in my girl gang, Slay Baby. Um, So yeah, it went really, really well. The pictures looked amazing and I'm just... So proud of myself for sticking to my commitments, especially when it came to working out, eating healthy, really taking care of myself so that I could show up yesterday in a big way, be as confident as possible, and own that room. And I think I did. So cannot wait for you guys to see the results of the shoot. And once we get the cover ready, of course, I'll be sharing it with everybody as soon as I can. So for this episode, I thought it would be really cool to do another Ask Me Anything. Like I said, I create these podcasts for you guys. So I really want to address the topics that are important to you. And I want to know what you want to know. I want to know the things that you want to learn from me. I want to be able to help you and make this as personal as possible. So I collected a bunch of questions for you guys. And I want to thank everybody that wrote in and submitted their questions, whether it was on Facebook or emailed me. I read everything and I love to connect and know what's on your mind. So let's jump in. I'm going to feature a couple of your questions in this episode. And then in the next episode, we will talk about some more stuff. So if you don't hear your question here, I didn't forget you. I'm going to try to get to everybody. Um, So yeah, so let's jump in. Okay. So Cheryl Foster. Hey, Cheryl. Um, I love Cheryl. I see a lot of her comments. She's a huge champagne diet girl. So I just want to give her a little shout out. Cheryl asked a question that I think so many of you guys can relate to. I get this question all the time. And she said, hey, Kara, I'm wondering how you find your true purpose, especially for those of us who are multi-passionate. That's a big one. And I'm multi-passionate too. And I totally understand what it's like to feel like you want to try so many different things and to feel really confused along the way, really trying to understand where you fit, where you belong, what you should be doing with your life. I can't tell you how many girls come to me with the same question. So Cheryl, you are not alone there. And I'm going to tell you this. This is my the best piece of advice I can give you. I don't think there's one thing. I really don't think there's like this one big 
master calling that we have that we are supposed to do for the rest of our lives that we were sent on this earth to do I think that we show up in a lot of different ways in a lot of different spaces and time periods and seasons of our lives and I think who we are in that moment how we are evolving as women I think that kind of dictates what our quote purpose is so here's an example Let's say you are a mom, you're a new mom, and you're used to having like a high-powered career and you left your job and you chose to stay home with your children. It doesn't mean that you are no longer doing what you're meant to do, or it doesn't mean that being a mom is your only purpose in life. Like you're in a new season. So while you may have had a really amazing high-powered career before, that may have been your purpose at that time in your life. But now that you've chosen to stay home with your family, that's your purpose at this particular crossroads of your life in this season of your life so I think the best piece of advice Cheryl that I can give you and to anybody who's listening who's struggling with this is to just let go of the pressure take some of the pressure off it's it's not that serious I think if you focus on being a passionate person and you show up to everything in your life with passion and with soul and with heart and you do everything at a hundred percent or a hundred and fifty percent and you give it your all your life is going to naturally cycle the way that it is meant to. I can tell you what I'm doing now is not what I was doing 10 years ago. It is not, well, almost 10 years ago. It's not what I was doing 15 years ago. And who knows what I'll be doing in another five or 10 years. So right now, I am showing up in the best way that I know how. I'm passionate about everything that I do. I'm passionate about the woman that I am, about the woman that I'm becoming. I'm passionate about my work, passionate about my life, my body, my health, all of those things. So Focus on being a passionate person and the rest will follow. Okay, the next question that I'm going to answer is from Shakira. Hey, Shakira. She came to my Slay Baby Meetup in Brooklyn last Friday and she's such a doll. So I really want to answer this question for her because I think it's not only so important to give her this advice, but I think a lot of you guys might relate to this one. So her question is, how do you deal with a significant other who isn't growing? I'm in school currently and I have some goals set for myself and I'm crushing them. Woohoo, go girl. (laughs) But dealing with him and his lack of growth and motivation and ambition has become draining, like really draining. We've had multiple discussions and he sees no issues with this. Help. Okay, so Shakira, I think that if you have had conversations with him and if you have let him know that it bothers you that he's not ambitious and he's not growing and he's not evolving as a man, I don't think there's anything else you can do. And I think that you have to make a decision. You need to accept that this is who he is. You know, when people show you who they are, believe them. As my grandmother would say, a leopard doesn't change its spots. (laughs) And now it's on you. Now the ball is in your court. And now you need to make a decision if you want to stay with someone and remain in a relationship with someone who is choosing not to be their best self, for better or for worse, right? It's his life. We can't control other people. Unfortunately, you probably see so much potential in him, but they say don't fall in love with potential. You have to accept this man as he is right now. And if you choose to accept him and stay with him, you have to like, you know, work your hardest to inspire him, of course, but let go of what he's not doing and focus on you. And you can also go the other direction and say, okay, this is who he is and this is just not the standard that I want in my life in a relationship. But it's a very, very personal question, but I will tell you, The biggest takeaway here is that you're not going to change this man. And you, like I said, you can inspire him and it may take him a while to catch up. Who knows? Maybe he'll catch up in a year. Maybe he'll catch up in 10 years. Maybe he'll never catch up. But 
I would hate to see you hold back and I would hate to see you, you know, not move forward in a way that's meaningful to you in a fulfilling relationship because you're hanging on and thinking that you can change this man somehow because it's and I'm not saying that that's what you're doing but I know that as women sometimes we tend to kind of think well maybe he'll grow and you know if I talk about it enough or if I put the pressure on or give an ultimatum he's probably not going to change so right now the focus should be on you it should be on your life and it should be on the decision of is this someone in this moment that I can choose to stay with as he is, can I accept him as he is and move forward in the relationship? Okay, the next question comes from Sylvie Therese Ogride. Sylvie, I really hope I pronounced your name correctly because I probably butchered it and I'm so sorry and I know what that's like. <laughs> so Sylvie, um, Sylvie says, hey love, I just started my own business but I find it incredibly difficult to ask people for money. I always do but it makes me feel anxious and terrible every time. Do you have any tips on how to overcome this? Sylvie, Sylvie, I get it. I totally understand, especially when you're new in business. You mentioned you just start in your own business. It's really hard. I think we're we're so trained to think that we, you know, only deserve a high paid salary if we're in a corporate job or if someone else is paying us. But when you are responsible for asking for money and for setting your own standard of what you will accept in your business and for setting your own rate, gets a little bit tricky. And that's when knowing your worth comes in. And that's when believing in yourself comes in. And I think we have to let go of the idea that that we can't make money doing what we love. That is a limiting belief that a lot of us grew up knowing, grew up learning, grew up practicing. I know that I did. It was always like, well, creative people don't make money or writers don't make money. But you can. You can make as much money as you want. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about business. So what I would suggest to you, Sylvie, and anyone else that is struggling with this too, is really start to get to really know your shit. Build your confidence in your business. Know that you are the best at what you do and do the things to back that up. So maybe it's taking a course. Maybe it's just continuing to put yourself out there. Maybe it's getting testimonials from friends that you can work with or offer your services to, um, you know, and just keep practicing, keep moving forward. I think when, especially in the beginning of a business, it's really tricky because we don't really know what we should be setting our prices at. I did a whole episode on this a couple of episodes ago, and I talked about getting clients in the beginning. I think it was episode, I'm going to look it up for you guys right now because this is a big one and a lot of people were asking this. Episode 36, how to get clients when you're first starting out. Go back and listen to that episode because I talked all about what I did when I first started coaching, how I would come up with my coaching rate and all that stuff. So I would go listen to that and also, again, really, Sylvie, work hard on the idea that... You can make money and you deserve to make money in a business that you are passionate about. Okay, so before we go on, I want to take a quick second and just again thank our sponsor, Desiree Rosiski, for sponsoring this episode. And I want to let you guys know that she has an amazing deal going on right now. She has a four-month mastermind called the Sugar and Spikes VIP Soiree for solopreneurs and side hustlers. It's a four-month mastermind for brilliant, budding, badass bosses to refine your focus, boost your confidence, chart your course, and do what you're meant to do in your own damn way. And she is offering all of our listeners 40% off on this. That's a huge, huge discount. So if you want to get in on this, go to DesireeW.com slash slay. When you sign up on that page, you're going to get a whole bunch of discounts that are going to come to you. She's amazing for offering this to us. I think 
that working with her is going to change the game for you. I think all the things she specializes in are so awesome. If you're a side hustler, you definitely want to connect with her and get in on this program ASAP. All right, diving back into your questions. Jamie Newell, this is such a good question. When ambition for the personal development world becomes too much, how to find balance between self-improvement and self-acceptance. Woo, okay. Have you guys ever heard of the term self-help junkie? This is an epidemic that is sweeping the nation. (laughs) No, but seriously, we do live in an amazing time in the sense that there is so much information out there for us to focus on to improve ourselves. And I am obviously the biggest advocate for personal and professional development. This is what I do for a living. It's what I practice. It's what I preach. It's my world. However, I do think that you have to be really, really aware of your own boundaries and your own energy and what when it's becoming too obsessive. So I'm going to give you guys an example of something that happens to me. It's I don't know if you'd really call it personal development. It's more like a health thing. But I remember a couple of years ago, I decided to become a vegan. And I've never really been a big meat eater, but I just decided, you know what, I'm going to try this. It's a personal challenge. Like maybe I can be healthier if I'm a vegan. I don't know. I just, I had this like whole thing. So I went vegan, made a big announcement about it, and I was so proud of myself, and I was so focused, and I I was just determined to change my life and and live a vegan lifestyle. And I noticed that I started to, you know, in the beginning it was easy, but then I noticed when I would go to a restaurant, for example, I would start looking through the menu, and I would start questioning the waiter, and I would start saying, well, you know, I want to order the pasta with broccoli and no cheese, and was the pasta cooked in chicken broth, and I would get so obsessive over this. And something that was meant to be healthy became an obsession for me, and it became very unhealthy in that sense. So I think that if you feel like it is becoming too much, and if you feel like you are maybe becoming a little bit too hypercritical of yourself, or if you feel like maybe you're just focusing on things that are wrong with you as opposed to accepting all the amazing, beautiful, wonderful things about yourself – then maybe it's time to just check in and say, okay, I need a breather. Or what kind of personal development am I even doing? Because look, people sell programs, people sell books, people sell all sorts of events and coaching programs. Unfortunately, a lot of them use tactics to make you think there is something wrong with you or there is something wrong with your career or your body or whatever it is. And I hate that personally. I think that's bullshit. I think that's totally just the wrong way to inspire people, but it can happen. So I would think about who you're following, what kind of stuff you're looking around at, what that feels like to you. I think personal development, just like from an energetic standpoint, should feel amazing. You should feel good. You shouldn't be comparing yourself to other people. You shouldn't be picking yourself apart. If you tune into my podcast, for example, I want you to walk away feeling like your best self. I want you to walk away feeling like you can conquer the world. I want you to walk away feeling like you are enough. So Jamie, again, think about who you're listening to, what books you're reading. If something doesn't make you feel good, take a break from it. It's okay. Also, when it comes to self-acceptance, know that it's a journey. I feel like I say this all the time, and it's something that I have to remind myself of as well. It's a journey. You can you can simultaneously love the shit out of yourself while be working on becoming a better version of yourself. All right, the next and final question is from Lisa Kaschak. Lisa says, I would love to hear your thoughts on closure. I'm a Libra and I'm always looking for answers, but unfortunately, a lot of times we don't get them and I find it hard to move past those situations. 
Ooh, Lisa, I totally understand this one. And I'll never forget, I got the best piece of advice on closure from my friend and colleague, Dr. Fritz, about 10 years ago when I was coming out of a really unhealthy relationship. And I felt like I had no closure. And I walked into his office one day and I was like, I don't know, this just feels so weird to me. I feel like I was with this person for so long and now it's just over and I don't know what to do and I feel so unclear and I have so many questions. And he looked at me and he goes, Kara, maybe your closure is that you will never get closure at all. And I was like, that was deep. And it was the truth. And I never did really fully get closure on a lot of things and I had to come to terms with that on my own. And I think one of the ways that I did come to terms with that was by understanding and accepting who I am as a woman and accepting the role that I played in that relationship and accepting the role he played in that relationship and kind of knowing that we both did our best that we possibly could at that time in our lives. And I think we look for closure sometimes because we're almost looking for validation or we're almost looking for permission to move on in a way. And again, it always comes back to just giving that permission to yourself and letting yourself just say, I am good enough to move on from this. I'm strong enough to move on from this. I deserve to move on from this. I think closure a lot of times comes from, or the need for closure rather, comes from relationships and feeling like if I could have only tried harder, maybe I could have made it work. Or did I do something wrong? Why did this guy disappear? What happened? Why didn't he call me back after that third amazing date that I went on with him? I thought it was so great. Or I thought this person was really into me. I think closure is something that we choose to give ourselves. Again, we can't control another person. Sometimes we never get the answers. Sometimes someone passes away and we're never able to have that conversation with them or say that goodbye. You have to give the closure to yourself. You have to give yourself permission to find closure in whatever situation you're faced with. So Lisa, I hope that was helpful. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank Cheryl, Lisa, Sylvie, Shakira, everybody for writing in with your questions. I think that we learn from each other so much. I'm sure that all these questions were super valuable for everyone listening, whether it's something that you've gone through recently or something that maybe you're going to go through in the future. So again, shout out to all of our listeners who wrote in and who submitted those questions because sometimes helping yourself helps other people as well. Um, Okay, I'm going to head off. I am going to go just take a ton of vitamins and make it an early night and kick this cold. Hopefully I'll be back with a better and stronger and bigger voice tomorrow for you guys. I'm on the mend. I believe it's going to happen. <laughs> um, stay well, stay warm. It's pretty chilly in New York City. We're in winter apparently. So I hope that you guys bundle up and feel good and stay warm. Have a wonderful night and I will talk to you soon. Mwah. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really love this episode, I would love it if you guys could leave me a review on iTunes. For more beyond this podcast, including my blog and where you can find all of my books, visit me at thechampagnediet.com. And for daily inspiration, including uplifting quotes, mantras, and of course, pretty pictures, come hang with me on Instagram at thechampagnediet. Until next time.